You got it? You got yourself together there, Suze? Round two of starting. <laughs> Sometimes Susie forgets to press record and we start talking. She gives the whole intro. <laughs> and we're like, hey, why can't we hear anything? Why can't we? Oh, this is way better. This yeah. sounds like there's something well, going on. Well, it's because it's working. <laughs> well, thank you. Welcome to the Breaking Candy Podcast, everybody. It's been too long. Well, for them, they wouldn't know that. It's been a while. Although I, I'm reading a lot of complaints on Twitter Tons. about our one episode a week situation. I know. And then we missed a couple live I know. things. Listen, technical difficulties, people. One of them was One was on control. Facebook. Yeah. So we didn't miss. We just relocated. relocated. And then the other one, we were uh, traveling. People didn't like that. Yeah. God so, forbid. Yeah. People Susie were like, have hey, a life. Yeah. <laughs> Susie. It's so rare. Well, give me a break, people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no. me, you can give me a hard time. Yes, yeah, I'm Sarah. just gallivanting all over the... Mm-hmm. Place. Yeah, I was at my childhood home in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and just a quick recap. Please, please, <laughs> I've been dying for this recap, because if you follow Susie on Snapchat, and you should, what's your handle on there? Susie Meister. Just plain old Susie Meister. It's hilarious, and you get to see some pretty funny stuff. Susie, please share. Okay, well, what Sarah loved the most was that my dad, oh my God. who is a sociopath, and not a good dad, but funny and charming. He, for some reason, he I I believe he's like manic depressive because in a manic state, uh. he decided to paint our laundry room. But when I say that... <laughs> People are like, ooh, what color? Did he choose like an off-white? Was it a gray-blue? Was it more of a green? What it was, was a circus clown. A portrait... Of a circus clown. He can, he's always done the clown, and he also can do a cowboy. And so these are it. like his go-to. His signature <laughs> pieces. <laughs> but I, I don't know if that makes it better or less creepy, because like it's just something. It's not like he really wanted to paint a clown. It just happens to be one of the two things he knows how to that, draw. Yeah. Yes. So that makes it better in my mind. Yeah. Like if he knew how to paint a hundred things, and what he chose was the clown... I'd be more creeped out by that. But then my, because I made the Snapchat of it, my mom was embarrassed. And so then <laughs> she and Lincoln, when I was out, got what seemed to be just a jar of whiteout. <laughs> because you could totally still see everything. And the yeah, only thing they painted, the, the only thing they painted over was a little bit of the face of the clown. That makes it way creepier. <laughs> now he's expressionless. <laughs> now he's a clown with a flat affect this and is so like, gross mom don't fight it what are you trying to, you're never going to get the house to a state that is presentable because I can't overstate how dilapidated and like white trashy this house is okay so this is what happened I had been out for the night and I came I'm home <laughs> and it was torrential downpour, which I did also document on Snapchat. Yeah, it was that truly was serious rain downpour. Whoa. And when I, by the time I got home at night, I got in my bed and then Lincoln missed me. So he came down and he oh. was in, hanging out and he goes, mom, why is your bed wet? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's not. And he's like, yes, it is. And I looked up and I'm in the basement and the window, the glass block window oh. was leaking and just like pouring into it's so the depressing, just <laughs> trickling down. And I, I go, Dad. I went upstairs. I'm like, Dad, um, the, sorry to bother you, but 
<laughs> your clown is creeping me out and also the window <laughs> the, <laughs> the window's leaking and he went and got like 5,000 like the towels that you wash your car with <laughs> and like total white trash fixed it with like putting those towels up in there and then problem was solved really and I kept like thinking to myself, they're never going to get this fixed. And he kept going, it was just a bad rain. It was just a bad <laughs> rain. So the point is, I, truly actually being there is a good experience because it's a reminder of like how lots of people in America live where yeah. you cannot afford to fix stuff. So, so you like you deal with it. Duct tape it. Duct yeah. tape it. Yeah. It's just every inch of that house is messed up dirty or broken or or all of the above but i actually enjoyed it it is kind of fun it was and i was like i remember this and this is comfortable to me i remember living like this my whole life well my mom moved to one of those kind of places in costa rica like she has like the jungle life yeah so there you just have to like roll with it when you know i'm not into that either it's jungle living and you're just like that's this is how it's gonna have to be like what would be an example oh gosh well they have these they don't have like hot water heaters so instead and i swear to god this is true the nickname for these contraptions are suicide showers which says enough but they're contraptions that attached to the inside of your shower that are electric that no joke plug into a wall and they change the water instantly from like cold to hot but you're bathing in an (laughs) why don't you just throw in a toaster in the tub with you it's funny you say that because i couldn't take a shower while i was there because when you turn on the water like every so often you get a zap (laughs) (laughs) like like there must be something about the pipe that's touching a wire or something and i don't even want to know how my (laughs) i don't want to know how my mom and dad are keeping clean like you shouldn't drive while listening to this because laughing and swerving off the road is dangerous i mean it should be like true life Zapped in the shower. Susie's house. <laughs> yeah. Peg and Pal. We call him Pal, but his name's Paul. A hundred ways to die. Do you remember why we call him Pal? Because of the tattoo on his arm. But what? it kind of looks like Paul? <laughs> or do you guys just say Paul and He gave himself funny? a tattoo that was supposed to be his name, but the U and the L look like three L's. So it's like Pal. <laughs> And then he was embarrassed about it, so he covered it up with a stretch limo. That's right. See, you're remembering. You have the funniest family stories. If I read them in a book, you should write a book about these. Like David Sedaris, have you read his books? Yes. You remind me of that. That's funny. I could see you as a kid just like. Thinking of clever, hilarious things. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's a dysfunctional house. And another dysfunctional house is (laughs) Sarah's Rivals 3 Challenge House. Yeah, but I chose to be there. You. (laughs) I was born into it. You get to choose your family. I'm an heir to the dysfunction. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So uh, what we wanted to do, because it's been a while since we talked about Rivals 3 on the podcast. Yeah. It's about, what, halfway through the season? It is exactly halfway through the is season. Is it really? Yep. Jesus. It's like never ending. I know. Gosh. <laughs> it's like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. It felt like Groundhog's Day on there. I'm sure it did. You wake up and you're like, oh, this again? <laughs> oh, beans and rice for breakfast? <laughs> for real beans and rice? For real, the same food for yeah. 30 plus days, mm. however long we were yeah. there halfway. The first couple of days, you're like, oh, okay, I'll oh, try yeah. this and this. I'm like, yeah, I love this. And then, and then, you know, we won our power team dinner and I got some delicious. St- so then that's the, oh, that's like, hey, guys, look at the food you could be having. Look at what <laughs> they have outside this house. Yeah. Isn't this delicious? And we're like, yeah, that is delicious. And they're like, well, guess what? You'll be having none of that. Only when you win. The rest of the time, it's this slop. And it's not slop. It's slop adjacent. <laughs> Do you think that the crew was eating like the fancy they stuff? They called, there was one chef, they called, what they call him? They called him evil chef because his food was so bad. They were like, he's definitely trying to kill us. No way. So, evil chef. Like how so? Sarah just like went off into some horrible, <laughs> like you didn't see it, but she She like looked I off into the distance. I had a whole distance. train of thought of like, I <laughs> wonder happened? if he chef listens to our podcast. I wonder if he's good at Because you know what? He was, I'm not kidding. This guy was everywhere we went. We would go out one night, we'd go to a club <laughs> and the evil chef would be there. We would go somewhere and he would be there. Uh, we were at the airport leaving. It's like, I mean, wherever we are, he's he was there. So I was, I'm like, I hope he's not insulted. I wonder if that he That is really talk. funny. He probably doesn't listen. No, I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't he's, know if we're quite his demographic. He's coming up with recipes. <laughs> <laughs> not slop, good ones. Slop du jour. Yeah, so it's the same people, but mo- mostly Groundhog Day because it's like the same people day in and day out. Whenever we were on the ruins, do you remember how we would have Fast Food Tuesdays or oh, whatever? Oh, Fast Food t- Thursdays, what, Thursdays or Tuesdays. Fa- I think it's Thursdays, yeah. though. Fast Food Thursdays. You oh, know what? Johnny fun. and I, it's like we relive old past challenges on this. You know, it's basically like we're the seniors and like it's just a bunch of incoming freshmen and we just get to tell them stories about like our graduating <laughs> class. Yeah. And none of them are ever good stories. But in your head, you think that they're really good. Uh, Johnny. Uh, so we would always talk about these like mystery fast food Thursdays that like happened in the past and like, is that those days over? Those days are long gone. Wonder why though? Cause it's cheap. Oh man. And also great crowd control. Oh my God. Oh, let me tell you, you can shut us up or get us act to act right real quick with the temptation of a 99 cent cheeseburger. Oh, I've I never enjoyed cent. food more than never. that. 
Never. We kept them. We would store them in our nightstands for like mm. days and they would still be fine four days later. I'm like, come on. <laughs> We've done studies. I'm, I'm sure they've done studies at McDonald's fries. They last for a while. Yeah. We had Burger King, but You know what's interesting about potato. McDonald's fries is like, if you get them hot, it's the best thing you ever ate. And cold, it's the worst thing you ever <laughs> so How does that happen? Well, I don't know very many other, with the exception of like ice cream or mm-hmm. mayonnaise. But mayonnaise isn't the best. Mayonnaise would stay the same. Like, Hot mayonnaise. I don't know the difference. I don't know if a steamy hot pile of mayonnaise. Is <laughs> I mean, I don't want to laugh it over the spoon, but oh, just on a sandwich that's been heated, it's okay. <laughs> I think you have a mayonnaise aversion. I do. It's like a phobia almost. <laughs> but anywho, remember when you ate that egg salad? It was so good. Oh my god! For the first time, it was on Snapchat. If you guys followed us on Snapchat, you'd get to see the first time I ever ate an egg salad sandwich in my whole life. See what you're missing? And it was so good. That and other awesome stuff. Um, okay, but anyway, tell me tell me what you were feeling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> midway. You know, there is a... I mean, it always comes in waves. It's like up and down. You know, as soon as I get there, I'm really pumped. And then a week into it, I'm like, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> I hate all of this. And then you kind of get a second wind yeah. where you're like, I think I could do this. I think, I think I'm going to make it. Yeah. But then after that. Make it meaning what? Like, I'm going to make it to the end. I'm going to survive. <laughs> you know. Well, make it to the end and win money, you mean? Yeah. Well, and just like not lose your sanity. Because there's a little bit towards the halfway point where people start to crack. Yeah. Well, is that guaranteed? Okay. We're going to start. Oh, uh, that's why we see Camilla fighting. We see Tony getting to his breaking point. You see Devin. Devin just got in a fight last week. He was at his breaking point. Corey got in a fight. Uh, who else? Vince pinned Tom to the. We're getting at that halfway point. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Everybody wants to fight. <clears throat> so, or cry. Anybody that's a challenge aficionado would know that fights have increased over the years. Yeah. Would you attribute that to casting, Mm. uh, learned behavior, or other? I would say learned behavior and behavior. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a... Since that behavior is not only, like, I think it's reinforced and rewarded. Like, subtly. So, for example, you know, on almost every challenge I've done, they do some kind of, like, shit they should have shown. Or, um, you know, best of clip show or whatever. Do you think the moments on the best of clip shows... Or the shit they should have shown? Or the happy, lovely, butterfly, kumbaya Well, sometimes. Moments? Sometimes they are, but yeah. the funny ones. Yeah. But it's also all the fights that we relive over and over and over. And we're asked questions about them. We're, you know, asked our opinion well, about how them. how many fights have you seen in real life? Like, outside of the show? Outside of the show? Not one ever. Physical fight. Never seen it. Never in my entire life. Have I been in, witnessed, 
been a part of or been in the vicinity of a physical fight mm-hmm. that happened at a bar or a re- this may be because of who I hang out with probably I mean I'm I know my husband's been in fights when he was in college and stuff that of course mm. but myself but I mean if you've been to a bar yeah and you still I've also never seen it and I haven't Maybe one in high school or something. I saw my very... I can remember my very first fight I ever saw. We were at a tavern, and it was when I was on my season of The Real World. I have... I was fucking terrified. Oh, wow. I was like, this... People do this? Like, this is insane. Well, I guess it's in part who you hang out with. Because I'm sure there's sectors of the American society who watch fights a lot. Yeah, and they're fine with it. It's like... Maybe. Normalized. But... I don't know. I feel like the kids that are on the show aren't fighting in real life. They're only fighting in situations where maybe Brad and Doral. That was the most annoying thing about seeing these guys get in fights. Like watching Devin get in a fight with everybody. Is I was like, you, you wouldn't do this in real life. Right. That's what I think. And then Devin was throwing around annoying... Um, Threats like my family puts people in barrels. I was like, oh my what God. in the fuck? Who and says I was like, that? Also, if your family really put people in people in barrels, they would not allow you to go around telling people that they put people in barrels. Was he Italian or what? Well, he what said he's with? like, you know, somehow I don't know. And, and I say that just because it sounds like he's trying to pretend like yeah, they're in the mob or whatever. So. I think he is. He's like the Irish mob. He's like trying oh. to say that his family's like Irish mob. Or I didn't something. even know there was an Irish. I mob. think so. And apparently they, well, yeah, they're they're big them. in the barrel industry. <laughs> <laughs> their means, their weapon of choice is barrel, <laughs> oil drum. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's what the Irish dummy. guy in the library with a barrel. <laughs> with a barrel. <laughs> What a weird threat. I'm so glad you think that's as funny as I do. Because I, it's like sometimes, I, I don't, I wonder, I'm trying to think of another scenario where this is how it is. But I am in that environment and these kind of conversations are going down and people aren't looking around right. going, wait. Everyone just what? accepts it. Not only do they accept it, but they're like, yeah, tell them. Like, it's like, it's like. And I, I'm just in there, and I'm like, I, I really, I look, it's like I'm doing, it's like somebody's pulling a joke on me. Yeah. And I'm looking around, like, sometimes I have to just make eyes at, at the crew. The crew. That's and be like, okay, we're, please tell yeah. me that you all are getting this, because <laughs> this, have I lost it? <laughs> Do you know the feeling I'm talking about, Susie, yes. where you're just like... Yeah. Please tell me I'm not the crazy one here. Right. Because right now I feel like I'm because the only one. Because in real one life, that, that would be not. so fun. Because you would all be like, oh, okay, we're in crazy town. Right. I would look, yeah. Because if somebody acted the way these fools often do on the show, and we were in real life, I guarantee you I'd be able to find a hundred people in the vicinity to make eye contact with and go, aren't they nuts? And they'd all agree with me. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, even the locals, like when Devin got in that fight on like two episodes ago or whenever it was, the, the locals were like looking at us like, these kids are nuts. I mean, we were smashing bottles, pushing people over, breaking all, like at least six glasses broke, shattered all over the, I'm just like, this is, this is, I'm in a parallel universe where this is somehow okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, bye. See you next week. No. 
Well, and then, so I guess I feel like the reason that so many of these people do it is because they know that that means that they'll get invited back. Yes. And they're all looking to be on, when the show is called Rivals 3, we can guess that there's probably going to be a Rivals 4. Yeah. Or some sort of worst enemies or blah, blah, blah. And all these guys, it's so stupid how picky they are about who they get in fights with now. What are you saying? I'd say people are a little quicker to argue with somebody who's a little tougher. Are you kidding me? And are willing to take whatever... So now you guys are like that. picking and choosing. Yeah, no shit. Oh, you see it online too. That well, they, that's what people say. People are like, "Oh yeah, well they're they're trying to pick Twitter beef with this person so that they could be on the next season of Rivals with them." No. Oh yes. Do you believe that? Yeah, because I believe that this is very much a lot of people's. Do everything. people try to pick fights with you? I think they can. Yeah, it's a lost cause. It's a lost cause. Well, what they about be- Johnny? Because why isn't that happening? I, I mean, I, it, that would be, if Johnny orchestrated, if Johnny's feelings of ill feelings towards me, which I wouldn't put it past him, are all totally orchestrated so that he could be cast on Rivals and have me as a partner, be the fucking smartest movie ever made. Let's not give him credit. I don't want to give him credit for that. (laughs) I think he just had a stroke of good luck. Yeah, it might just be a stroke of good luck. I mean, he, because he could have, he could, I mean, really, if he were half a man, which, I mean, come on, he would have, when I made that move, been like, all right. Yeah, fair play. Fair play. Yeah. Good job. If I were Mark Long, he would have been like, good play. Yeah. So, hmm. Do you think it was, um, Maybe a little bit of a pity party. Maybe a little bit of not wanting to look like such a. Uh, Do you think smock. though? Why? Because nobody's really picking fights with him on this season, though. Yeah, people know that. That would be a short-term problem. Yes. Yeah. And all they know that uh, he's not going to fight. But like Johnny's real aware. Uh, he, you, it's a way. Please, Wes has been trying to get Johnny to punch him in the face for years. Everything. Wes is always behind. Yeah, yeah, fight. Definitely make make him mad. Like I think Wes tried to do that with Vince and Tom. Like trying to get Tom to egg on uh, Vince enough to fit where Vince would hit him, and then he would have to go home, and then Johnny would be without his cousin. It's like these. That's all these boys do is orchestrate. Like they try to send, and the, I think some of the girls do it too. I think Simone was trying to do. I think what's her name? Uh, Amanda was trying to do it to Simone. But, like, they have to know that some girls are never going to physically oh, fight. Oh, I'm never going to physically fight. No. Them. I would die And if laughing. I do, I'm not somebody who would, like, I would be, I think about this all the time because I've never thrown a punch. I've never had a physical altercation with somebody. And I think about, like, what, I would be so calculated in the moves that I would use. It wouldn't be, it would be very controlled. It would be, like, sweep the leg and, like, grab your neck and pin you on the ground and I wouldn't even bother punching you because I'd have you pinned in my knee on your chest so fast that mm. like it would just probably more fucking disgusting and sick than my mind thinks <laughs> the easiest fastest way like, hey, to, to take you to the we're ground. still recording yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right but I just feel like so so often when fights do break out they look chaotic they look they're not controlled they're not like premeditated they're very like people who just get to that like, have you ever been in a... Well, maybe... Probably not. I, I 
maybe it's just I've I've been in fights with my husband and he's the only person that's ever done this to me my brothers and my husband where I've been so emotional and my brothers were when I was freaking 13 you know but my husband is the only person in my adult life where I got so angry yes that I had to respond physically and yeah. it felt like my blood was just boiling and so I, I I'm like a door slammer and I think maybe one time I pushed him and I was like so terrified <laughs> afterwards that I was like what am I doing you know yes. it's just like an aggressive shove but I and that's very common common couples violence occurs we talked about this one yeah it occurs in a very a lot of I've couples. never been involved in that but I it's funny you, when you recognize say, the feeling yeah when yeah. you say blood boiling boiling that is an actual literal yes. feeling yes you were like yes. am i on fire I'm i want to fire. kill someone yeah so i only can imagine what it's like when you have testosterone yes slash uh whatever the hell they are taking to... oh no shit I, if you combine all that stuff i should be surprised they don't fight more right the men on the right. show because for sure testosterone cr- increases aggression for sure and and also a competitive environment increases testosterone right which also, did, because you put two men together in a competitive environment and you put females, you introduce, there's so much co- competition going on on so many freaking levels. It's, I mean, do you remember that uh, scene in Mean Girls where they just do the animal jungle noises over the background and everybody yeah. turns into, it's like the, and you're like, you know, yeah. that's what, it, that's what this, like when I walk into the challenge house, and the first 72 hours, and you can see the peacocking and the fucking dick measuring contests and the women who are also in their own competition. They're for showcasing. Who's going, yes, they're, yeah. they're doing the same kind of peacocking. Like, yeah. I just, in my head watching it, all I hear are those animal noises. Yeah. I look out and it's like, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated the journaling that i do is very insightful (laughs) right Uh, i get very inspired uh as to um i don't know it's it's a it's human interactions at their most like uh like core i guess without everything else but also it's like we 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 turn into these we we're we're giving in to every single one of those like hedonic kind of yeah Ugh. yeah like every horrible impulse yes you've ever had. every the impulse control goes out the window. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go, look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I, I bet, like, I really, I'm trying to think of how I can freaking find a grant or somehow come up with a... a somebody who could write one for me to get the funding to do this. I want to see brain scans of individuals before they go on these reality competition shows that push you to these heightened states of emotion and brain scans afterwards of what it looks like when you're done. I guarantee you there's lasting things that go on. 
It's like I would put it up there with PTSD, 100%. 100%. I want to see the brain scans done. Why do you feel like you have that? I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel, and people I've talked to, especially people who have done well on these and who respond well to, um, you know, you, I think you were the one who told me about the big wave surfer. And you said his quote was that he's a dragon slayer in the world of no more dragons. Mm -hmm. Like I just really, and I've been asking professors in class about this. I asked my psychopharmacology professor who's a psychiatrist who I mean this is what he does is mm -hmm. studying the effects of you know serotonin and stuff on the brain and he said absolutely yes that the changes in intense boosts of serotonin and dopamine and norepinephrine can permanently alter receptors to need more of that in the future and when you do not get it you seek out those same sort of heightened states yeah. of emotion in your regular life through risk-taking behavior, through, and that could be through substance abuse. That could be, and look at how many people on reality shows have passed away from substance abuse. Mm -hmm. And that could be through... Well, it, it, there is a chicken-egg problem. Yeah, but yes, a, a 100%. Yeah, like, it's hard to know the causation. Did... Did somebody start want to be on a reality show mm -hmm. because they have an intrinsic need for um, yes. highs and, you know, adrenaline? Or are they just attention-seeking, but then once they've been on it, then... I would I'll, absolutely say it lowers the threshold, like, yeah. for some sort of... I will say, personal experience, my... Um, the thing that I hate the most is that I'm so easily bored now. I would agree. It, it's really, it's it been a problem a as a mom because <gasps> mm -hmm. motherhood or parenthood is quite, quite boring. <laughs> it's good. Sorry, Sarah just sent me a little message. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, parenthood can be very boring. And for me, it is probably doubly so or whatever because... Yep. A, I did those shows, and then B, I was so stimulated intellectually. Uh, in oh my god, that adds another level to it too. And so I'll be like, play with my freaking shell razor for the teenage mutant. I'm like, shove <laughs> that up your ass. I am so bored with you. Oh, uh, you're totally gonna, you're gonna have more fun when he when you can. That's why you just gotta start to turn him into little science experiments. Well, every day is better because of the verbal yes. enjoyment that we can spar now more yeah. and he can even win sometimes and wait till he gets to be over seven it's and gonna be sarcasm so kicks in yeah man because he won't really get sarcasm ass. until he's seven. Oh, please are you kidding me your child is going to be as smart assy as they come <laughs> is that a word because my parenting style could best be described as roseanne <laughs> <laughs> and so i oh am God. eager for the retorts <laughs> Which are That's lacking at the moment. <laughs> but anyway, the, I just am oh, uh, concurring that that is a problem for me in a different way that it was for like whoever died right. from drugs. Right. But it's, same but it's that same thing. It's that same need for intense stimuli to get to the same. And that's what I talk when I talk about like, so what we're ta what you're talking about there is you're talking about the real life application, like the real life of what's going on 
when, and I'm talking about what's going on inside your brain. So I say things like, well, you, those receptors are so, you know, like if you're some, it's, it's almost like your brain has built a tolerance yeah. up to that level of serotonin. So those good little pleasure drugs. So you do something like jump off, jump out of an airplane or tie rock, rock across a building or betray your closest friend in some kind of game that rewards your brain with intensive floods of serotonin and norepinephrine. And it's like the same thing as you having a lot of a drug. And eventually your brain goes, well, I'm going to need a little more than that next time. I'm going to need a little more serotonin. I'm going to need a little more whatever. So maybe when you, you know, and I'm just going to make this super simple, you know, maybe when you do something like, you know, jump up and down on a trampoline, you get five little hits. Yeah. Well, you jump out of an airplane and you get a hundred. Mm-hmm. Well, those five little hits are not going to taste very good for no. your, to your brain when you know what it's like to taste a hundred. Yeah. So you have to do things in your life that are, people naturally do them. They become, they shop, they uh, get addicted to going to the gym. They, oh, I can, t- I can tell you a number of past challenge people who are just as addicted to that same kind, like they do the same kind of thing in almost a, a, an addictive manner with working out. And it's that same hunt yeah. for the next. And then they post about it, which can give you those same, same validation yes. and the same reward feelings. Yeah. Your brain, you know, when you post something online and people like mm-hmm. it and you're like, Ooh, my Validation brain feels good. for those kind of impulsive. Yeah. It's all just the extreme version of it that. It is. It's exactly the same thing. And I really don't see a big difference between somebody who is a shopaholic and somebody who is uh, impulse control disorders, whether it's a positive or whether it's negative, is still impulse control. Did we ever talk about how the um, side effects on the clonopin? Oh, no, but now I know a lot about it because this is exactly what we've been studying in class. So what are the side effects? So I have restless leg syndrome, which I've had my whole life. And at one point, my doctor prescribed Clonopin, which is an anxiety medication, Uh just for bedtime. Yes. And it was just for, like, bedtime because it would be really bad then and you could just take one, whatever. And But then I was reading the side effects, and here's some of them. This Uh is no lie, straight from the thing. Yeah. It said, high-risk gambling... Oh, because it affects impulse control. It's exactly. very big on it. High Shopping. risk sexual behavior. Yep. Um, I was, we were just talking about this in class the other day. I did a whole bit in my routine about it because like... How are those things going for you? <laughs> Great, but like I was just thinking I would rather rather have restless legs than like, <laughs> all of a sudden I'm going to Vegas and like... <laughs> <laughs> high roller oh, and banging some whatever well maybe your impulse control thing is coming out in another so form what is what does that drug do though to your that makes those things likely so there are oh my god now yeah you're compulsive like, gambling and high-risk sexual behavior that was what it was yeah compulsive gambling so because also those same drugs for somebody who has a bipolar disorder can trigger manic episodes. Oh. So oh, it's the weird. same kind of thing. It's, and I can't, re- I can tell you what receptor it's, it's the same receptor. So that's going to be, so it's affecting your, um, uh, uh, it basically lowers your inhibitions, inhibitions in a way. Yeah. It affects your, 
the same the same like, like serotonin and norepinephrine which is all decision making so great yeah it's the same it's all that same area of the brain so or the same receptors that yeah. that that so it could go in the other so what i think now i think Kalanopin, I'm pretty sure, is in the benzo category, mm. which is like uh, uh, has more to do with like lowering your heart rate and and st- and like stopping the parasympathetic or the sympathetic reaction, which makes you like freak out and have panic attacks. Because yeah. those are those are instant. Those are like you can take a Kalanopin and you're going to feel the effects of it instantly. Where so it's a different receptor than like something like an SSRI, which is like selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor that leave, that takes like you could take it, but it takes two weeks before you start Ew. feeling the anti Oh yeah, like antidepressants. Yeah, or antidepressants and some anti anxieties that are SSRIs take about two to four weeks Who to needs kick in. That? So Leg time. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the instant stuff, but it, the instant stuff is instant, but also comes with it also leaves the body sooner. There's like a way shorter half life to it. And so you you know you have to take it. I feel like if you, just getting back to your brain scan inquiry, I feel like you could do, um, like you could join a group on Facebook, for example, of like reality TV stars because there's like private groups of them. Yeah, yeah. And you could say, does anyone have a brain scan from before they were on the show? You know what yeah. I mean? I, like it I wish I feel like, hard. I, I, yeah, you're right. I just feel like there's, so, there's got to be somebody who is willing to see the information to, yeah. to, I don't know if it's like the production companies that I feel like should have some sort of obligation. Like, you know, if there were enough, some sort of lawsuit against it in the future. Yeah. Well, there that, will be. That could, I, it's only, it's only a matter of time. I think you should sue. I'm just, who knows what for, <laughs> but just so I can start a study on the Yeah, effects. we don't have a case. We don't but... really have a case yet, but I'd really like to study this at the collegiate level and with <laughs> all of the access to all of the, uh. You know, okay, so and... when you went into Rivals 3, yes, um, we've talked about it a little bit how me and Landon were like, you know, don't do it. Ugh, you're in a yeah. new stage of your life. You just got married and you, you're you in grad school. You don't need to do that. So going into it, what, what did you feel like? I felt like... This was your last hurrah? Yes, I felt, you know what, and I think it was like a combination of a whole bunch of stuff. I just got married. there, And anybody out there... I hope that some women can hear this and, and I don't know, that this story kind of resonates with them or they can maybe feel less bad for feelings that they had, their own feelings about this. But I feel like when I got married, I lost a lot of myself. Hmm. I felt a struggle with my maintaining my own identity when I got married. I felt like I had to change everything. I felt like I was moving in with him. I was changing my last name. I was changing where I lived, my day-to-day, everything. I was changing all my bank accounts were, were, his were. You were being absorbed. I was being absorbed by him. I became Landon's wife everywhere. And I was not Sarah Rice anymore. And I had been Sarah Rice, like one word, like first and last name my whole life. And now all of a sudden I was Mr. and Mrs. Landon Patterson. And I was like, that. It just didn't sit. I just didn't like it. So I felt, I know that deep down this was like my last, like I have to do something for me and I want, I don't know. It's, it's like that. So, so that was a big reason for, for why I went. And a lot of it is like what we were talking about before. I was 
totally running low on the good old serotonin and, uh, you know, dopamine hits. Yeah. I needed to do some, and I can't find, the only thing that's come close to, uh, I recently went, went, um, like, sort of big wall solo, free solo climbing, so rock climbing without any ropes, and that's the only thing that kind of triggers those same kind of feelings that gives me that fix that lasts for, like, two weeks of, like, a high. But you have to, like, you know, put your life on the line. <laughs> yeah. I have to, like, you know, almost, scuba diving also really does it for me. So I have to do these extreme sports in order to quench that thirst. So I just have such an adrenaline, like, I'm such an adrenaline junkie. I'm an, a, a full-on adrenaline addict. Hmm. As you write your life story... You're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at SCS. Dot Georgetown dot edu slash podcast. Well, so it, what, like in, on this show, if you're halfway through, what were you feeling then? Did you think, well, yeah, I, I did go the right in thing. different waves than I think other people. Like it seemed like often at, uh, there were a lot of times where when other people felt very low, I felt I wasn't like I was, that week was a good week for me. Like the, this halfway point, specifically I was doing fine and Jenna was like cracking Mm. she was breaking Cheyenne was close to breaking Camilla is already already broke you know and I happened to have been having a week where I was like I can totally handle this but the week afterwards no Mm -hmm. then my freaking back starts to hurt from standing on that box standing on that like being old on the challenge caught up to me the week after this so, like, some of the younger people didn't have any... No problem at all. Oh, my God. I was hurting. No way. Hurting. Well, For I the mean, next two to weeks. me, I totally can see why. I mean, that is a nightmare. It was like, uh, what I felt like I needed to be done is I felt like I needed to hang upside down for, like, But how two come hours. you didn't appear to be in distress? I was. Well, also, I... I go nuts, and I just start thinking everything's funny. I get... That's how I get when I lose it. Mm-hmm. Everything is funny. Yeah. It's the same thing when I'm really embarrassed, I start laughing. Remember that time we went to Brazil and we... <laughs> which, uh, okay, which, which embarrassing We moment? went to Copacabana. Yeah. And we checked into this really cute hostel and they said that they had, <laughs> like, laundry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got so excited about I even think that we found this place online, and it said there was laundry online, and we were like, yes, we were going to have clean clothes. This is going to be great. It's going to be so awesome. We went to our room, (laughs) and I was like, do you think they have one or two? Like washing machines. I don't know. Let's just go look. So we went down, (laughs) and it was just like a tub. And one of those ports. <laughs> like that you use it. what I see for is they use it to play music. <laughs> the washboard. It's <laughs> like freaking colonial. Like, oh wait, people use those to wash clothes, not just to play old timey music. And Sarah goes, 
<laughs> Remember when we were optimistic? <laughs> and it was like the most devastating moment of our lives at that time. But we laughed so hard about that. Oh my God. That brings such a smile because I, that was probably one of my best time, most well-timed jokes I've ever made in my whole life. <laughs> We laughed about that one, but we're still laughing about it. <laughs> I, I mean, remember when we were optimistic. They cannot say that that's laundry. <laughs> but we were so happy. One, what about... do you think of one washer or two? <laughs> <laughs> or a sink. <laughs> or none. It was like and a, a clothesline. It was barely, it, I don't even, it was just like a mop and a sink and a washboard. That's so funny. <laughs> Speaking of laundry, yeah, you know what I'm freaking tired of? This is totally off topic. Landon? Well, my <laughs> husband, no. I mean, sometimes, well, most last of the time. time. Your laundry story was about how he oh, put in they're your done. whites I had to throw them away. Because those undies are toast. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of these hand wash cold only and do not dry shirts yeah. that I keep buying everywhere. We can put a man on the moon. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Where I just dropped $38 on a t-shirt at Nordstrom th- and that's like a lot for me and I put this so in annoying. a laundry machine. I didn't even dry it. I what put happened? it out. It was half the shirt. What? It, it shrunk? Yeah. yeah. In and then the it says, wash? It, it just in the cold cycle. Like I put it on the, the cold whatever. It comes out way shorter and then the tag says Hand wash, lay flat, and reshape. Would you like me to sew the clothes too and also, like, (laughs) whittle the chair I sit in? I I expect, like, just, what happened to good old, this is the, this is, this this is a problem. Sarah's going to be a villain named the Whittler. (laughs) (laughs) I buy the the cheap shirts from Target that don't fit right, but I can wash them a million times and they never lose their shape. That is a fair point. Great. Love that about them. But then I bought, and, and then so in my in my attempt to stretch it out, I put a hole in it. A little, you should you should contact that company. I should take them back to Nordstrom. Shouldn't Tell I? me what name it is. It's called, it starts with a T. It's like a, a name at Nord. It's a it's like the Nordstrom's go to. You know how they have their T shirts that are like, hey, oh, no, these are their own collection. They're not like the Nordstrom one, but they're like the these are the basic shirts that we have to offer in the savvy department and blah 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 blah. <sighs> I'm really frustrated with it. That's awful. Yeah, Trove, I think T R O V E or something like that. We should. We are them. not sponsored by them, <laughs> and I am not happy with your shirts. <laughs> Hand wash and reshape. You really it's have bullshit. to read tags because as soon as you start buying decent clothes, no shit. I like. Well, I you know I used one of those services where they send you clothes, and I love. It was like this fits oh, perfect. Yeah. It's so cute. I loved it. Nope. Should have read the tag. So, hey, out there, people listening, if you have really cute shirts that are in like the between 36 and like $52 range, I, I'm willing to spend a little more for a t-shirt. Please, if I can wash it, tell me what, where, to yeah, go, where really? do I go? Oh, and then my favorite freaking shirt that I did find, really cute one from American Eagle, I think, had this great shirt. They stopped making it, of course. You know what I was doing? I was cooking eggs the other day. I dropped something. I accidentally hit the top of the cooking oil and I sprayed myself with cooking oil all over my favorite black shirt. You didn't. I did. It's like a grayish black so you can really tell when the oh, oil no. stays. It's almost so bad where I should just spray yeah, the rest of it yeah. and make it look like a thing. Yeah, you should. I think I'm going to. I have one more trip through the what it's going one more cycle through the wash and if yeah. it doesn't make it we're we're just spraying the whole thing in cooking oil. That is so And funny. making it artsy. 
We could, we could also reach out to American Eagle. We could be like, hey, listen, I love your shirt. Listen. It was the best. The soft and sexy shirt, soft and sexy V. It's the, a t-shirt. T-shirt. Oh, the man. cutest. Totally reasonable. What size? Nineteen dollars. Size small. I think it's small slash medium or something. See, medium. Medium. Oh my god, it's <laughs> the cutest. Totally that washable. Sucks. Sprayed myself with cooking oil. That's really funny though. I mean, it's one of those where I I do things during the day where I have to talk out loud to myself and be like, oh, "Really? Uh, Good are, job, Sarah. Really with this one? Couldn't have been anything else to spill down here. That's funny. I do Ugh. feel your pain about that. About the hand wash. Like I just started buying nice clothes. Dry now I just was throwing away money on them. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw an interview with Ralph Lauren who. Somebody asked how often he washes his jeans. Oh, never? Never. I knew that. But that, come on. Ball sweat. Ew. Farting. <laughs> There's a lot of poop particles in those jeans. It just stays there. Farting. I never even thought of that. I was thinking, thinking about the poop particles. You know what? I wasn't. I was thinking of Cheeto fingers. <laughs> You were thinking external. I was, I was thinking internal. You're on the money, though. You're right, because that's trouble. Cheeto figure's also not good. Right, because that's what Adam I, does. I would assume that Ralph Lauren uses a napkin. <laughs> but that would be Adam an assumption. And you know what they say about those. I jeans on the other day, and I was, they're black jeans. And I was like, do you want to talk about how you have Cheeto dust on your life? And he was like, what? Uh-huh. I'm like, did you have Cheetos? He said, he said yes. yes. He said. <laughs> I said, that's fine. If you want to use your jeans as a napkin, yeah. but then you must wash you them. You have to wash them afterwards. <laughs> I'm guilty of, of napkin jeans. Jean we napkins. all are, but so wash guilty. them. You wash them. The other day I was at the car wash and I was eating a, a Euro like sandwich and it was so good oh, and I got no. it all over my fingers and I, I like tried to lick them off and the guy that was sitting next to me was like looking at me. Like, he knew I was going to wipe it on my pants, and I think he was looking at me to see if I was, and I was, like, trying to do the, like, oh, brushed no. off my oh, other no. finger thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I know it was subtle, but I just, eventually, I just, I had to do it. Wait I wiped it. Hold on. Let me snap it. Uh, you guys, oh, me follow, licking my fingers? follow us on Snapchat, Susie Meister, because I want to see. And I'm her. I'm Sarah Rice, letter I, letter M, Sarah Rice. Can what I would do? Okay, so it was like a. Know how you get things off your fingers if you don't want to wipe it on your jeans? Well, you got to like I did like a like I didn't want to do like a. That's like a terrible lick. So Time's I had to like up. subtly. I mean, how long do you think Snapchat is? Well, I don't know. I I'm just talking to people here. I didn't know I had to like be under ten okay. seconds. Okay, or or you can do the finger brush. I did like a lot of like this, and then like you can like try to ball it up and then brush it off. <laughs> That's my favorite. Right? Everybody does it. Ball it up and just like try to brush it off. My husband oh, does it God with his books. mercy. Oh, that's funny. Wait, here's what's going to happen. What? You're not going to have to deal with this. When we do one of these ones where like I promote it as we the talk about Rivals 3. I didn't talk 3, at all about Rivals 3. Like, I talked about, about t-shirts. And Cheeto jeans. Boogers. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I want to know. Ooh. Okay. At this time, yeah. halfway through. Halfway through. What do you feel about your relationship with Johnny? Good. Feeling Fantastic. Good. Feeling good. Yes. Okay. Almost to the point where he's become my number one ally in the house. Like my own partner is who I go to for, you know, hangouts. Are you guys hanging out and laughing? We're hanging out and laughing. Almost, ugh, you know, and Johnny is one of those people where like, I'm, I turn into like 
elementary school Sarah when I'm around certain people, which is like a weak pushover who will laugh at the cool kids and not stand up for people who are getting teased. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could say, you know, the, the better friends I become with Johnny throughout the course of the show, the more I laugh along mm-hmm. and I you know it's like part of you he hasn't this, been it, mean on anything I've seen though. no but you know he joke like he makes jokes that like are at people's expenses and I laugh and I'm sure some you know Wes gets teased well he deserves it you know there yeah so yeah I get what you're saying but it's true I do so do I need like at this point do I need to become friends with Johnny yeah you should probably be friends with him he's been nice to me you know what we've been chatting on uh, text lately oh good what has he been saying um well we were talking about Kenny and Evan in that article that came out about the Tanya thing yeah and I thanked him for telling the truth and sticking up for our friends and everything which reminds me I actually have something to ask you oh what let me take these off they're driving me crazy um Okay, so I think Johnny, because he wrote this article or inter- did an interview where he said Kenny and Evan didn't do anything wrong or whatever with Tanya. Now, here's what bothers me. Um, your friend Wes mm. did a Facebook Live event mm-hmm. on MTV dot, or mm-hmm. MTV's Facebook page, and somebody asked about that, and he said, well... What did he say? Do you? Do I don't you, know. Oh, I thought you were the one that told me. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. He said something to the effect of, "Well, something bad happened that night, and they, Kenny and Evan, paid a price for it." And he wasn't specific, but he did imply that there was criminal activity. And I also know from what Kenny and I have talked about. That the reason so Tanya was was um, unconscious yeah. during what she claimed was an assault that occurred. Mm-hmm. So she acknowledges that the way that she knew was in part through other people. Right. That something she felt something had happened to her during the time. Yeah. And that other people had told her. Yeah. I understand it to be Wes and a couple girls yeah. that told her. Some here's something that happened that didn't happen. Yeah. True or false? True. So how can you be friends with Kenny and Wes? Uh for the same reason. Well, you know, first of all, I of course, I know what happened with Kenny. Like I know what happened everything. What and what do you think we should say happened? I think that do You're I think what to happened? Say? I don't know. I never signed it. I never said anything that I can't. can't. Here's what I, I bet know I can't happened. say anything for because I'm on the show right now. But um, was it sexual misconduct? Yes. Was it illegal and everything that they said that it was in this case? No. There was no touching. No touching. Just um, misconduct. Misconduct. No touching, though. That no is touching. an important thing. That's an important thing. And so, but that's not what Wes told her. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me, I think Wes had his own motives. So you didn't answer my question. Why? How can I be friends with both of them? Well, really, how can you be friends with Wes? He's accusing someone of sexual assault. Yeah. 
That's pretty bad, Sarah. It is. You're absolutely right. It's... I don't know. It's the same reason I can, like... Have you ever asked Wes about it? No. I just don't talk to him about it. That's why. It's like I avoid... All right. Well, I take issue with that. And I avoid the, you know, it's also very different. It's one thing if like I were to have a moral conversation with Wes outside of the challenge, but the only time I've, I've ever hung out with Wes is within a challenge. Mm. And I'm not about to have, make waves. I mean, it's kind of a cop out what I'm saying now. But it is. I mean, because really I should. Well, you're saying like, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. And I especially don't want to get involved in an arena like the challenge where, I don't know, Wes can, I'd rather have him on my good side. I'm, You know, I'm looking out for, my actions within the challenge are for one thing and one thing only to get me to the end of the game hmm. you know okay and so all right well i don't like that story but yeah here's what i will say just to i mean just to speak to what happened which yeah. is that you know tom fullery mm-hmm. was going on when she was passed out but absolutely no touching no assault whatever and then Wes lied to her and told her something happened that didn't happen. And I believe she believes that it happened. I believe that too. And I, I think. I'm curious as to what Wes said because if he, it's really wrong if he, I mean, I've never even really explored the whole where it came from oh, topic. Well, may, I with mean, either. Because I always thought it was from Katie Doyle and Veronica. I've thought it was all three. I believe that because I know that Wes has personal stuff against. I asked Katie about it though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I messaged her on Facebook and I was like, I want to know Yeah. what the heck. Cause she was also, what did you have to, what did the thing you had to do? It starts with a D deposition. Oh, I didn't Weren't, have to do it. Oh, what were you? I was just, maybe it was that, but I didn't Why say anything. I was just asked. I was just interviewed by a lawyer once on Wait, Kenny's Wasn't set. that called a deposition? Or well, not? I don't know. I'm not legally. Oh, I, don't, I think I, maybe I, it I, was. Maybe it was. Maybe that's what it was. I just met with a lawyer who was Ken, Kenny's lawyer, though. Was it like on the record? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe that then it was just an interview. I think it was. That's weird. Okay. So then I think she either had what you had or an official deposition. Mm-hmm. Um... And so she wouldn't say, she was like, oh, that you know, that's in the past. Oh, see, I, I didn't sign anything. I didn't, because I don't think I even have enough information for them. seems like Katie How could you money. not have enough information you saw? Well, this is the annoying part is I don't like that there are people who claim that they have more information. When I was there, Me and if too. anybody saw the most, it was us. Because we were there. Not, you especially. Right. So... Nobody, I was never deposed. No, nobody in an official way ever made me sign and anything nobody or asked ask my any husband, questions. And he was on duty that and night. And that is, they're just taking stories from people who really weren't even. That's so weird. Well, it comes down to a, a you know, I don't know. I don't even know. Okay. Well, anyway, I just asked because I don't know how he lives with himself. Yeah, that is a big one. Oof. I couldn't live with myself after that. Because. We can be real mad at what they did do. Like, 
you know, and the fraternity uh-huh. sort of yeah, shenanigans absolutely. that go on. We can be mad enough about that. But to accuse somebody of something they didn't do, that's a whole nother thing. You know what I am mad with about the Johnny Bananas quote, though? Tell me. I'm mad that he... Because I read the whole thing. I thought you'd like it. I didn't like the way he referred to us as sexual abuse survivors. Why? I thought the wording was very... It it spoke a lot about how men view... Like, it just... It seemed... I even think that the, the way he said... And Sarah and Susie should know, like, they were raped. Like, it was very... I don't know. I don't know what I wanted, but I felt like, you know, for me, wording says so much. And it was like, you know, I don't know. I would want it to say, if I ever speak of I somebody. I think they, he said sexual assault. I don't I have to look it up. Um, Survivor or something. They both have dealt with sexual assault or something like that. Yeah, I don't Which know. Which I was, was surprised but... he knew that I had. How the hell did he know that? Kenny told him? I think he read your, one of your, your I never on, said that. You did say it in the, uh, one that you did on the abortion clinics though. There's no way he read that. I think maybe he did. That was after this interview came out. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. No, I never said that in the salon article. Huh. I don't know. How, I don't well, know. Well, anyway, I was just surprised that he would sort of give us credit. Well, anyway, when yeah. I texted him and said thanks for sticking up for Kenny he was like well he's my best friend of course I would stick up for him and then he said I think it's more important for you and Sarah to stick up for him never mind I do like what he said I knew it yeah I did like that you know what in my head maybe I was just mad at Johnny that day because I (laughs) I labeled him as being like I don't know what he said but I didn't like it no but I do like what he said that both of them were victims of sexual assault in their younger years yeah that's yeah, a good way to say it. and that's what he said to me. He's like, so you when you and Sarah stick up for Kenny, it really means a lot because of, you know, who yeah. what you guys have been through. So, I thought I that told, was nice I tell him that all the time. I and you know, and I think that's why in in some ways, like I think my relationship with Kenny especially is what helped kind of bridge the relationship between me and Johnny yeah. because I know that Johnny knows that I've hung out with Kenny since yeah. everything that happened. And Kenny's rolled his eyes at Johnny being a little pouty baby over everything, you know? And so I think my relationship with Kenny has helped Johnny kind of come around and realize that I'm not the worst person on the planet. Yeah. That he thinks I am. All right. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. Um, Anything you want to add? Moving forward into the next Mm. half of Rivals 3. Well, I'm super, super excited. This is going to come out on Thursday. Mm Mm-hmm. So that'll be the morning after a very exciting challenge. My favorite challenge in all of history. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Sarah's pretty excited about so it. So excited. I'm just, you guys all know now what happens. Cause yeah, you've you seen it or maybe you didn't. Yeah. Oh, so I don't want to, you know, it's on your DVR. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sarah's awesome. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We should refer back to uh, our memory episode. Yes, that's episode 13. If people want to see how Sarah got so awesome. Yes, and you can learn all about how to have an awesome memory. And you yourself 
can not only remember you where you put the keys, but dominate a challenge, if any, should arrive in your life. <laughs> All right, people. See you next week. See you later. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.